welcome to the DHG podcast series with a focus on life beyond numbers with topics about people, careers and flexibility. And now, here's your host, our Director of Corporate Communications and All Things Fun, Alice Gray Harrison. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our DHG podcast series. I'm Alice Gray Harrison, your host, and I really love our podcast series because we get to really focus on what matters the most to us at DHG in terms of our people, and that is learning about flexibility, learning about their careers, and actually getting to hear from our people and stories about our people. Okay, so today we have a very special guest, and I am currently, I believe, on episode 95, and this guest joined us on episode 21, so I won't reveal who it is yet, but can you imagine having the responsibility of leading DHG, a company of our size, through a global pandemic? I certainly can't. And I'll add that I can't even imagine anyone better suited for the task than our CEO, Matt Snow. Nor can I imagine a better CEO out there in the whole universe. So I may be a little bit partial here, but I am really excited today to sit down with Matt Snow, our CEO, who is the best CEO in the universe, and talk about what the last nine months have been like for him as a leader and to learn about what he's most proud of that we've accomplished in 2020. So welcome, Matt. Thank you, AGH. I appreciate you having me. Those are very kind words. I appreciate, obviously, we have a great team at DHG, but thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Well, where do I start? It's been a long year, and during the first week of the pandemic, you know, Matt was ready to address the firm. He wanted to discuss with me some things. And well, I was in the middle of homeschooling a five-year-old and I was trying to manage conference calls with a million people. And I just, she wanted my phone. So I gave her my phone and she went on her way. And next thing I know, she is having this great conversation with Matt, who's trying to lead our, you know, nearly half a billion dollar organization. And she's telling him all about what Anna, Anna, and Elsa are doing in Frozen. I was completely mortified, but in the past nine months, I am not alone in this kind of experience. So, that's my... a, great, a great conversation. She, she gave me great <laughs> reviews and a great update on what was going on. Just very helpful. <laughs> but I learned a lesson: don't give your six-year-old a phone during the first week of a global pandemic, and especially not if you're responsible for communications at a firm. <laughs> but alas, the nine months have gone by fast and we've all rolled with the punches and embraced our reality and we've all celebrated having children and others in home and quite frankly we have survived. So Matt, what would you say is something fairly significant that 2020 has taught you besides instructing your communications person not to pass out their phone? <laughs> uh, well, if only we knew how much of a foreshadowing that was for the future that we would have. Right. Uh, it was actually a lot of fun. But, you know, I would say personally, you know, what I have really learned, and, and this may sound so simple, but for me, you know, everything that we've been through, it's really just a reminder of just how blessed we are and how fragile life can be and all that we can 
you know, take for granted just unknowingly every day. And I think that's been a daily reminder for us in the course of all this. You know, just a matter of a day or a weekend, you know, so much can just be suddenly changed and in some cases taken from us. So I have a whole new appreciation for blessings that we have and the need to appreciate them each and every day, you know, as a result. Professionally, it's taught me a lot to, you know, on the bright side, I would say, I was really surprised with how well we actually have done throughout the pandemic. You know, it started out that that weekend that Catherine Clark and I had that great (laughs) conversation on the telephone. You know, it was very unnerving because the world was shutting down and and all I could think about was some events like, you know, back in the depression and is this what we're heading into and what's going to happen? How's it going to manifest itself? And so it was very, you know, unnerving at the Mm -hmm. time. But then, you know, as I look back now, you know, with everything that's going on, we actually performed very well. And people just rolled their sleeves up. They adapted. Everyone got willing to jump on Zoom. It was kind of the way we were going to have to be. We reached out to our clients and to one another. And, you know, it was just really everything has turned out a whole lot better than we could have ever imagined after that first weekend that everything was going down. And so that was a, that's been a surprise for me. And, you know, it's almost like we could have never predicted it would have turned out as well as it had. But, you know, one day at a time, we yes. took everything together and, you know, we reached out to ourselves and to our clients and, you know, we found a way to make it through and, and we have made it through. Yeah. You know, when I think about it, Matt, it still feels very surreal that we have been doing this for nine months and I probably will for the rest of our lives. So in terms of your personal life, you know, have anything, I know for me, I've had a lot of positive things come out of it, but for you, what are some of the positive ways this has impacted you personally? Yes. So I would say personally that we've had a chance to spend time with our children who are now grown adults themselves with their own careers and life pursuits and whatnot. We've had a chance to spend time with them that we never thought we would have again. And for those people who have raised children and have moved them on and and they've moved out of the house, you know, there's a process you go through of just realizing that, you know, we'll never have that time back again. Mm -hmm. And then to get it back was (laughs) incredible. And I know that there probably are some parents hearing this right now that are going, what's that like? Or is that day ever going to come? But it does come. And you really look back and you spend the rest of your life looking back and remembering. So to be able to go back into that again and to wake up. And there were times when both of our children came to our home and they worked from our home for a period of time, a couple of times, actually, over the last nine months for, you know, like a month at a time. So to wake up, have breakfast with them, you know, laugh. We debated topics. Mm -hmm. We looked at binge-watched movies. We did all kinds of things at nighttime. And so it was like having all that all over again. That's been a blessing. I really enjoyed it. That is so cool. I never, you know, I think about myself with a little one in the house. And the silver lining is that I get to pick her up from school. But I never thought about having older children, having them come back. That's really cool. Okay, so you mentioned binge watching, and I know that you and your family love to binge watch, and I love getting your recommendations. So, what's in your Netflix queue for the holidays? Okay, so recently we've been watching the latest season of The Crown, and then we started watching The Flight Attendant, which is on HBO Max. And 
we're like suckers for this, you know, whatever it is, the newest thing that's out. And so we watched the flight attendant. We're up to speed on that one. But, you know, I would say it would probably be those two if we hadn't already binge watched them. But we've got some other things coming up, but we're still debating about which ones are best. And so I don't really know that I have a final answer on what's <laughs> going to get to be watched. But I can tell you that those two that I just watched are incredible and I highly recommend them. Oh, good to know. That crown is on my list for the holidays as well. I might yep. have to add the flight attendant. Okay, well, some people, some of our team members really love knowing what's on your nightstand in terms of reading. So what books have you read this year that you think would be interesting for someone to pick up over the holidays? Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting. I get a lot of books recommended to me to read, and I have a chance to get through a lot of them. But there's one that I read this summer that one of our book clubs in the firm has already read it and actually discussed it. But but it was very impactful for me personally and with everything that had gone on with the racial injustice and from back in starting really May, June, July, and what all we had gone through in our firm. And But it's a book by Austin Channing Brown called I'm Still Here, mm. Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness. And it's for anyone that really wants to see the world through the eyes of a black woman it's a book to read and you know here I am this 50 something white male and I really needed to read that book to have at least some appreciation for what they have experienced in their lifetime and what they are experiencing now and it was eye-opening for me and it kind of stopped me in my tracks a few times and so that was very moving I've also got a book that I'm getting ready to reread called The Advantage by Patrick Lencioni. And it's all about organizational health, Mm. healthy teams and whatnot. And actually our whole senior leadership team agreed to read it during the holidays because we're going to be doing some team building in January and we're going to use The Advantage as a foundation for that. So great book to read. We use it in DHTLA a lot as well, but I would recommend that one too. Very cool. All right. Well, let me go a little bit deeper here. What are you most proud of in terms of 2020? Yeah, so I mentioned earlier on that, you know, I've been really pleasantly surprised how well we've performed in a lot of different ways, but two ways that really are standing out to me now, and I shared these with the firm recently, but just if you ask the question, I'll have to answer it. But for me, it's seeing our great place to work results where we are right now, having just gone through a pandemic, having just, you know, worked together as a firm through the racial injustice that we've walked through together this summer. Seeing those results has been that's made me very proud and we're up a point, you know, in spite of a pandemic mm-hmm. and I've gotten some great feedbacks, areas to work on as we always do, which I value greatly. And then I would say too, we're starting to get in similar feedback from our clients on our client surveys. We had sort of held off on that, but now that things have sort of reached somewhat of a plateau, I hate to say that because actually, you know, it seems like our numbers are, right. are going up again, but nonetheless, Clients are giving us good feedback, too, on how we serve them during the pandemic and are very appreciative of how we went about doing that. So those two things I'm very proud of. Our teams, Alice Gray, have just really given us reasons to be proud and how we've all stepped up. I look at Count the Cans recently Mm. that we just finished and 
had just, I mean, again, you think about how I was surprised. I could have never predicted that we would have raised our numbers as much as we did, you know, not almost doubling what we had done in prior years in terms of the dollars we had raised. And so that was incredible. I'll tell you another thing that I'm super proud of for this year, and this may touch on the great place to work too, but you know, I was very worried going into the pandemic about, I would say like in March, April, and I had discussions with some of our team members about just where our inclusion and diversity strategy would be going with us not being in person and being able to really interact with one another and, and strengthen that. And then lo and behold, the whole racial unrest came about. The social justice issues were really lifted up in May, June, July. I think it's actually strengthened our inclusion efforts as a firm, mm-hmm. and I could have never predicted that at the beginning of the pandemic. So that's been a very pleasant surprise, but also something I'm very proud of, how the whole firm has stepped up and said, yeah, we're doing this together. So that's also been an area I've been proud of. Those are all really great examples of one DHG, and I too am proud of those things. Final question. A new year is upon us and all of us, I mean, I guess we kind of feel like when 2021, the clock strikes midnight, it's all going to be over. Well, of course it's not, but the new year, a fresh start. What are you most optimistic about? Yeah, so, you know, right before the pandemic hit, we dove deep into the topic of flexibility and had really come up with some great ideas and the firm, there was a lot of energy behind that in the firm. And then with the pandemic, we had to push pause on that and a lot of other things in order to just make sure we had our priorities and everything in order just to keep the lights on and keep us moving, serving clients. And so we picked that back up again here just recently. And, and we've got a process form to relaunch that in early 2021, but the whole topic of flexibility and how we work and I think the pandemic has taught us a lot about that. I think it's also put us in a whole other place where we can actually, again, accelerate how we can move flexibility to a whole other level based on what we've all experienced this past year. And so I have great optimism that we're going to have some exciting new things on the whole flexibility front as Mm -hmm. we move into 2021. We're getting a lot of input, already have from a number of focus groups around the firm. Yes. what that needs to look like. And so it's going to be different than what it would have looked like in February of 2020, which I think is great. And yes. so as we move through 2021, I'm super optimistic that we're going to have like a whole new platform developed for what flexibility is going to look like and be ready to move on based on where we are. Very, very exciting stuff. Well, that's really all the questions I had for you. Is there anything you want to add before we close this out? I would just say as we close out this podcast, but also as we close out the year, just, you know, supreme gratitude for every single person at DHG. I I speak often about how every one of us are the threads that make up the fabric of our whole firm. And I just, I'm so proud of every single person in the firm and yet also the collective team and how we all, you know, function together. You know, I, I've learned over the course of the past years, I'm sure everybody have, that, you know, our time together is precious. And especially our time together, once we're together again in person, will be precious. And that's fleeting. And we need to enjoy that because, you know, we all have each other and we need to be thankful for that. I certainly am. 
So thank you to every single person at DHG. And I am looking forward to 2021. <laughs> at some point, we will be back together again in person. And I look forward to being with every single person very soon. That's awesome, Matt. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining today. And thank you to everyone for listening to Life at DHG, our premier podcast series. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll subscribe on Apple's podcast platform and be sure to tell your friends and colleagues. Until next time, we look forward to moving into 2021 and a new chapter of Life at DHG.